Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch right is this what this signifies it comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important the champ is here we've touched down from a higher plane why you made it here we always look forward to that week because it was always intense you know that we ain't coming back we got to the man the myth the legend dante hall my 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 favorite player growing up was dante hall i love you guys (laughs) too but dante was my guy Get to dashing because you're done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm here with our guy, legendary tight end, Jason Dunn. JD, how we doing, buddy? What's up, my brother? How you doing? How's everything going with you? Doing all right? Everything, everything's great. Everything's great. And, um, mm. We obviously can't, we, we had the post game show. Very happy about the win. Um, but with that, we uh, JD and I got a little surprise for you guys for this week's episode. Um, so. We did a little interview with uh, current Chiefs rookie uh, tackle, um, Darian Kennard, uh, straight out of uh, Lexington, uh, University of Kentucky. Um, yeah. yeah. That, was really, that was a really great conversation. And you guys will see that in a second here. But, J.D., what what, what do you make after you know, talking to uh, Darian? Um, oh, man, he's just a super guy. He's a guy that I know is who's hungry for playing, who, who's very detailed in what he's doing about getting better, about wanting to get on the field. And so when you have a guy like that, that's the reason we drafted him. And so we were fortunate to get this guy out of Kansas City. Uh, but no doubt about it, man, talking to him, man, just a wonderful, wonderful all-around guy. And so I love his attitude, uh, what he brings to the table. Uh, he's a, the future for the Chiefs organization, no doubt about it. And so he gave us some good insight, man. It was a great conversation, uh, really down to earth, uh, you know, intelligent guy you know very uh very sharp and everything he did and and like i said man he's a guy that likes playing football and so uh that is going to put us in a, in a in a great position uh and i told him i said man we can't wait to see him out on the field you know like consistently it's just kind of getting out there and so uh i'm excited i'm excited for this guy in the future with this with for the chief organization having him here and so yeah and and like we talked we were talking to him you know and most of our viewers and listeners know that what we were, we talked about him before the draft and then what's draft happened. We were so ecstatic to, to have him. And a lot of you guys don't know what JD now we text during the games and the draft. And that was when we drafted, it was like, Oh, we, we, we got him. And, and he fell to that, to the, the, where we got him. He wasn't supposed to go that late. He was supposed to be a day two guy. 
uh, yeah. in his drafts we saw, and we, we ended up getting him. So, yeah, hopefully he is the uh, the future right tackle um, of our squad, which I think he will be. Oh, yeah. No, shoot. Look, our fortune, everybody has lost. Seriously. Uh, the pass on this guy. And so I know he's one of those where it chips on his shoulder. Hey, man, shoot. You got to look out for this guy, man. He's going to be an absolute star. Uh, and so – uh, like I said before, man, it was it was just good talking to him, getting some great insight on on the organization, just talking about some O-line stuff, uh, which he really gave us some great nuggets on, you know, just, you know, technique, things that he's learning, the whole process of things, you know, talking about some guys. So it, it was it was really a fun, fun uh, conversation. All right. And uh, right now we're going to toss it to our interview with uh, Darren Kennard. So I hope you guys enjoy that and we'll see you guys on the other side. So far, the no, transition has been good, honestly. Um, just kind of – it's a different feel, different vibe. Uh, you know, you being a – the transition is a little different um, in terms of, you know, mentally picking up things and how the game changes and, um, you know, how defenses play things are just a lot more different uh, than college. So it's just kind of picking that up. Uh, but so far, so good, man. Having fun, uh, you know, going day by day. Uh, you know, I'm on active roster, you know, in the building with some great guys. You know, I got Orlando Brown, uh, Joe Tooney, and then I got some uh, we got some young guys in there, too. So uh, that, you know, just kind of helped me show the, uh, show me the ropes and uh, just kind of picking up from then. I'm just I'm still learning, still uh, still plugging and chugging and just trying to figure out my way and uh, figure out that niche where I belong. Uh, so far, so good. Yeah, no, it's good, man. It's some heavy hitters. So uh, for sure, the ones you just named. And I think it's sometimes when you're a rookie, you know, not I look at it so long ago, but it's still it's always the same of just trying to, like you said, find your way. How do you fit? Right. You know, you're trying to find the pulse and the tempo of everything. Right. And, and how the coach are evaluating you. You know, what am I doing in practice? How much? You know, and we 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 overthink that sometimes like that. God, did I mess up here? And, uh, you know, it, it, it might push down the depth chart or what. And so. uh I, I'm sure, you know, Big Red is giving you some feedback, and that's always good, man, from the head coach to give some feedback. And as long as they they talking to you, that's all you need, man, that, that type of encouragement. You know what I mean? You know how it goes. So man, Those guys are great, uh, honestly. I mean, uh, <laughs> Big Red, otherwise uh, known as. <laughs> um, he's a very funny guy. He's very cool. Um, you know, he's all about uh, letting players be themselves, but locking in he'd be you know when we got to push the clock we got to punch the clock um he's, he's very fun he, he'll joke with you a little bit but uh yeah no i mean even when even when camp was here uh a while not too far back but feels like forever ago already um you know he was talking to me kind of just uh checking in on me and uh let me know feedback and some of the things he was seeing and that helped on, on top of the coaching and uh like you said the tempo uh, the rhythm you know especially coming into a uh, Super Bowl contending team. It's just it's a lot different. It's de- more different than I would say other teams. I mean, there's guys on the team. Uh, you know, we got Juju, uh, guys from all over who've uh, you know came in and this was their first camp also at Kansas City, and uh, they can just tell the environment, the tempo is different, like the ad- the whole attitude, the whole aspect, and how we carry ourselves and uh, how we attack every day is just it's, it's different. It's on another level. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, I, I've been a part of two organizations, a, a lot of guys that that have been in different places. Um, you know, I played with a lot of greats, a lot of Hall of Famers, 
but one thing about Kansas City, and I've always said this, um, you haven't met the original owner, but you know Clark. Um, they're such a good family, just good-hearted, like like family people. Like they, you know, it's never like one of those things like you feel like you're downstairs and they're upstairs. It's always like a big family all the way together and inside the entire building. And so yeah, they're always always they're always in the facility. Uh, yeah, you know, the whole. And I've talked to uh, Mr. Hunt plenty of times in the the cafeteria. Like we're all internet, we're all interconnected. We all talk and we're all on the same page. Like everybody's involved. It's not, uh, you know, just like you said. Not it's not somebody on the top floor and on the bottom floor. Uh, it still doesn't take away from the fact, man. Well, nerve wracking trying to <laughs> trying to talk. <laughs> <laughs> shaking a little bit I'm like oh lord i don't want to i want to say something that's gonna miss <laughs> i mean yeah no they they for real you know are always in the building always around good people um you know always have that friendly uh friendly energy but uh when it comes down to brass tacks man it's about uh you know doing the best for this organization and uh just getting wins yeah yeah so and, and that's what i love so much about them man they, they, their dad uh you know lamar man he would come in a locker room he knew everybody's names. He knew your family. He knew what your what your your parents was doing, what your brother was doing, how you played that game, and it was always words of encouragement. It was, and I just that's why I'm so thankful for man uh, the the Chiefs just being a top organization in the NFL, and so uh, it makes it easy to go to work when you have a place like that. So um, now, nah, man, I, that that with without a doubt. Uh, a lot of guys don't have that 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 opportunity and their fortune to play, like you said, for a Super Bowl contender to come right in, you know, mm-hmm. just like immediately. It's like, man, we I'm here. Like sometimes, you know, the development to get to that place is yeah. a long road. Sometimes you just don't have the pieces. Sometimes everything just doesn't work out. But kind of getting thrusted into that position, like you know what's expected of you, right? It's like, it's like, ah, right, now nah, you you know you just kind of coming in here. You're gonna be a piece. Nah, when you come in here, and they got you because they knew what they were getting, and I that's what it, like me and Marcus was talking about it because I I would just rave on you about your ability, and so you know guys are talking, oh, you know he's gonna play. I said, look, he's gonna play tackle. I, I said he has he can he's got great feet. He he loves to go out there and just bash people. He loves to hit, and he's athletic. And I think sometimes when when you know, they see kind of big guys, they don't quite understand, you know, what what all you can do, right? right? Sometimes they just try to put you in a box. And so what I like about you, man, you kind of like this Swiss Army knife where you have that ability to switch up to play guard, center, tackle. You have that about you. And the more you can do, the better off you're going to be, especially in this well, league. That yeah, gives you, uh, you know, valuability, I guess. Uh, I mean, shoot, lately uh, I've been taking uh, inside reps too. I mean, I've been playing okay. – from the right tackle all the way to left tackle. I mean, I haven't – the only position I haven't really got rips at is center. But, I mean, if it ever needed to be, and I feel like I could do it. Uh, but, I mean, I've been getting nothing but left, right guard, and tackle uh, left tackle reps at practice, you know, uh, being out there for the show team and stuff like that, just working on technique and stuff. Uh, it's, it's a good opportunity. It's fun. I mean, I, honestly, I enjoy it. I mean – uh, being a tackle is a little different in uh, the NFL than college. Um, <laughs> yeah. In terms of play style and and then also the type of athletes you go against. So, like, you know, my college, uh, you know, University of Kentucky, we were more downhill run team. And we, we could pass, you know, the last the last year, uh, year and a half, we were like, okay, well, we can't throw. Yeah. But all up to that point, we were like, hey, let's run the ball. 
So my mentality, you know, I have that guard mentality of, you know, let's, mm-hmm. let's, run. you know, I'm, I'm completely up for that. Uh, but also, like you said, had, had the athletic ability to uh, drive back past that guys who are uh, better athletes, but um, yeah, just being here, just, you know, in terms of a uh, new technique, new coaching, um, you know, I think one of the uh, best things I was told uh, as a young player is to, uh, overcome good coaching mm, that's good uh it doesn't mean that the coaching isn't good it just means that you take everything and from that good coach and then apply it in a way that's going to best fit your play style and your mentality how you process and evaluate through the game so you know i'm going every day into work with that mentality of okay overcome good coaching because you know coach yeah. heck He's been doing it, you know, he's been in the league 32 years, man. <laughs> he's one of the best. So, um, you know, just getting all that coaching and uh, learning all these new uh, type of techniques and then, you know, not really having that, I guess, you know, I had just a blank slate of just ability. Yeah. Um, no, I had tech, I had technique, but it wasn't very, it wasn't well formed. Right. And, and to Casey, Coach uh, is just, Sitting there with a hammer and chisel, like, hey, bro, we're gonna get this uh, fixed out. So, you know, just learning, um, developing new technique things. You know, I knew nothing about an angle set, you know, when I got here in the NFL, you know, you know, drop back or it was a, it was a rollout play. So there was no, there was no angle setting. There was no, uh, you know, 45 degree, there was no jump setting really uh, that toolkit so um you know just being able to like learn that and then already be able to apply it to you know guys like chris jones um you know every day at practice it's it's very encouraging to mm-hmm. me uh and uh it's just very fun to do whether i'm at guard or tackle so um like i was saying it's just the the, the level change and then what is needed at uh, each level it's just it, it was it's a big difference. But um, honestly, I'm enjoying it playing playing guard and tackle. You know, I'm just learning the ropes and uh, like I said earlier, just finding my way. Yeah. Well, look, man, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, uh, you we're we're better off for having you. Believe me. And uh, I think you got a, a bright future here with the Chiefs. Um, you know, and I, I'm you know I'm one of those man. I'm a little biased. I'm like, look, his his guys could push him right now to be a starter. And so that's what, like, I wanted to talk to you just to see where your development was. And I love everything that you're saying because uh, I think people don't quite realize, um, like you were saying, when when you're being refined, mm-hmm. fine-tuning everything, uh, yep. the techniques on how meticulous it is, especially in the NFL, when you're, when you're sitting back and you're going against the premier pass rushers, you know, especially this modern era, uh, and the mixed bag of things that they have with them that comes with it, right? Yep. And so you're you're getting that work every day against Chris, which is that that's, that's the beauty of it. You know, you're, you're going against possibly the defensive player of the year, yeah, every single day, right? Frank so, Clark, can't forget that man. That man. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Frank Clark. And so uh, you probably been out there with Dunlap a little bit. You know, Dunlap's probably you know he's he's a little older head. He's probably like. And picking the choose in his ref when he comes in. <laughs> I mean, he, 
but he's good to go against though because you know he's a talker so like i like uh getting some of that feedback because uh, okay. you know, old school so you know that's what they do they like all right so when i come here i'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you with it i'm like okay well i mean at least it gives, it gives me insight you know it gives me insight and and then him being a, a older vet you know kind of uh you know gives me that that insight path to uh you know how the how the nfl works really so yeah. it's definitely fun doing that yeah yeah and, and the whole time i'm sure they telling you also too like hey man you know i'm looking at this move what could be wrong and like like you know you got to watch this too and so that's that's what i love about guys helping each other uh especially on a high level with a team like this uh can you can you kind of speak a little bit to the uh and and, and i think now I kind of go back into this as well, where you, you're like me, okay? I when I was playing for the Chiefs, we had two backs rush over a thousand yards, fifteen hundred. We had twenty five touchdowns of pre songs. Larry Johnson, you know, we we that's what we, we ran the football. You know, it was smash mouth, bully ball, put your cleats in the ground, come off the football, hit you in the mouth, okay? Uh, and this is vastly different from that. I mean. And so when we seen Patrick having to pass, what was it, 68 times? Yeah. 74, 75, yeah. Yeah. So when when I hear some, you know, fans and people that critique tackles, oh, man, they're not doing a good job. I said, you have no idea how difficult that is to pass set yeah. that many times in a game. I guess the person athlete than you. Huh? I guess the person who's a better athlete than you. Yeah, exactly. You're going backwards. They're going forward, right? Yep. They run four, or we run five, maybe. Right. <laughs> a little different. I mean, I think in the league where we're expected to win 100 percent of the reps, but we're always the worst athlete. Mm. So uh, it's, it's definitely, and it's it's cutthroat, man. It's like, hey, you give up, you give up a sack or two, and uh, you know, you, especially if you're a young guy, your your job's on the line. Um, which is crazy because, you know, if you're a wide receiver or a DB and, you, you know, you make a play or whatever, it's just part of the game. But when it comes to us, it, it's your job's on the line. So I just think it's a little it's a little crazy. You know, we're not – big boys, I don't think, really have the statistical advantage uh, on the O-line against guys, you know, for 76 snaps, 75 yeah. Yeah. assets. Right. Don't have, have the advantage. I'm not saying that's – just like, hey, doing doing the best can, and when people try to you know critique and say you know whatever, whatever, I I I bet money they can't do it better. I bet money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look, and and you know my you know being primarily blocking tight end, and I was going out there. And I, I I tell you, um, there was one one guy that I had to go in a two point stance. I was just like, look, man, I, hey, coach, I got to go two point on this. You know, I'm seriously. And he's just like, all right, look, JD, do what you have to do. And so it was, it was, it was Robert Mathis. And so, you know, uh, Frenny was on the other side of it, right? And Frenny was the one who's getting all the, the hype and stuff and not taking anything away from Frenny. But Mathis, because he was he was short and he had like a mixed bag of moves, spin moves. I mean, he was low. You know how it is. I mean, you six six, I'm six six, trying to bend down to get your hands on a guy who's low is a yeah. tough thing to do, right? Because you're just yeah. trying to get up underneath you, right? Yeah, they're coming off low, and we're already in a two-point trying to kick back. They're they're already lower than that. So 
it's not it's not a good leverage game for us, you know. No. So <laughs> we don't like being in our knees, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, not a lot of people like squatting nowadays, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, so you gotta get used to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And so I, that that's what I like when you out there on that island. And doing it, like you said, statistically going against that is not in our favor, not in the tackle's favor. It's just not. But I love it because I know the mentality because your warrior is, look, it's me and this guy in the phone booth. If one's coming out of here, it's going to be me. If anybody's going to win this battle, it's got to be me. And so I think when when I appreciate it because I understand with the tackles and the guards and whatnot, you know, I've been, I played it, I know what it is. And so yeah. – I, I when I'm giving guys grace by saying, look, man, you don't quite understand. You know, when you're sitting over saying, oh, he's terrible, or the O-line's playing. No. Every O-line I know, offensive lineman, loves running the football. That's what they prefer to do. I, I don't know any lineman, I, at least I haven't met one, that says, hey, no, let's pass 75 times a game, right? Let's just pass 60. You know, I'd rather do that. <laughs> I just, <laughs> you might find college, maybe. But sure, most people want to, we we want to run the ball, man. We like that. We like that mentality, toe to toe. You know, just finding out who the better man is. I mean, you might yeah. get got, might get on the other, but like whoever wins the battle, uh, after, like at the end of the game, you, you know, you know who won. You know, uh, so I mean, yeah, you know, we like we like the ball for sure. I mean, that's one of the biggest key things uh, being here in the NFL. One thing at the organization that right now is like, uh, you know, when we Go into a game and we're passing uh, a lot, you know, it makes it more valuable that when we get a run call played, like a run call, like we got to step it up right there. Like no matter how tired we are, no matter what quarter it is, uh, you know, no matter what down it is, if that if that play call, if play calls a run, like it's time to strap up and like make it, make it go. Yeah. Because um, those now are, it's becoming more of the opposite back when you played. It's not, it's not like, a drop back rarely it's like a you rarely run the so now we got to make it go now especially yeah <laughs> and one thing i love about running the football is you just get those extra hits on those guys to slow those pass rushes down you know Definitely. i tell them like look man you get a little extra something right here in the rib or that side of the hip I mean, you know how it is i'm like i'm i'm doing it i'm gonna give them just a, that little extra you know especially that Confidence, man. It's a confidence thing. Like if we go toe to toe, I get a pancake, man. Like they're they're already in their head. You know, I got that confidence to go out and play it. I could pass that and I have more confidence than they do at that point. So it just it only helps. Uh like you said, bruising them up a little bit, get them on the ground. Like it helps when it comes to those pastime situations. Yeah. Uh real quick, I so I want to talk to you about uh some of the guys on your team. You name Juju. Uh but talk about 15 in the huddle. And of course, uh, 87, you know, the tight ends a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 your man beside you, you know, the guy that you you protecting, watching his back. Talk to talk to us a little bit about him and, and those two, actually. You know, what you what you think, your perception of these two guys. Okay, so Pat and Trev, uh, you know, at first like coming in, uh, you know, as a rook, I, I don't know uh quarterback's gonna be. Some, I've talked to other guys. Some guys said quarterbacks were uh, acting all high and mighty. Others were uh, friendly. But uh, I had no idea. So coming in, you know, I was just like, all right, let's see what he's like. So now 
around both of those guys for a while, honestly. Like, they're just both – they're down-to-earth guys. They're fun. They like to cut up. Uh, you know, they, they really just look out for each other and uh, care for each other, and they, they love the game. They care for all everybody on the offense and defense, man, because uh, they know at the end of the day on Sunday when we all got to come together and get a win. Um, I will say Pat likes to talk a little bit, though. Like, he likes to he likes to talk a little itch here and there. And, wow, uh, okay. He likes to talk. Uh, you know, he'll talk your ear off though sometimes too. He's just <laughs> his mind's always going. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. being a quarterback, you got to process so much and so so little time. I guess his mind just doesn't turn off. Yeah. Uh, and then Trav, Trav's just really Trav's a really laid back guy. You know, um, you know, being in the league for so long and uh, what he's done, and uh, you know, in my opinion, I mean, not probably not my opinion, but a lot of people's opinion, uh, future Hall of Famer, absolutely. Uh, you know, he's just – he's very laid back, very down to earth. You know, he doesn't – it doesn't matter if you're uh, somebody on the practice squad or, uh, you know, somebody has been playing for 10 years. Like, they treat you the same, treat you with respect, and, uh, you know, y- y'all can cut up no matter what. Like, he actually gives you time, pays you attention. Um, you know, same with everybody. Yeah, everybody knows what we're in the building to do. And like you said, there's no first and third floor. Everybody's on the same floor. Everybody's got the uh, same, you know, goal in mind, and that's winning on Sundays. So yeah. – those are great guys, great guys to be around, uh, great guys to have in the building, you know. And uh, I know Trav, Trav brings the energy. Uh, you know, he'll he'll make jokes here and there uh, through meetings, and, you know, he'll, he'll be able to crack his buddy. So, uh, you know, just have guys like the building, big, big change, big change. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder sometimes, man, if y'all been in, like, team meetings and when those guys are just blurred out something crazy, like, man, come on, man, what's, you know, like, just like, oh. Like, like, here you go. And we got a couple of them. I mean, Trav and Pat are one of them. I mean, I don't. <laughs> on Saturdays, uh, not Saturdays, but sitting there on Fridays, go over like two minute stuff, and we yeah. watch watch plays from uh, throughout the week of uh, other teams that play, or like high schools or colleges that played. And uh, you know, sometimes they'll, they'll blur some stuff out, and we're all just in there cutting up sometimes because sometimes they'll put in a, a college a college uh, two minute situation that one of us were in one of the players uh, so you know we just all have a good time we all give each other some crap here and there but um you know we just have fun uh you know in that building it's it's really just get to work focus but uh other than that you know just enjoy yourself enjoy yourself be yourself and uh let's get, get, get well that's good man that's good glad to hear it marcus you, you have anything as far as uh ask uh, you pretty much covered all, all the big topics. Um, I, I did want to say because you, you mentioned Andy Heck, uh, who actually um, went to my—he's a went to my high school, and uh, when uh, my, I was a sophomore in high school, uh, it was like a big deal when uh, we were going to the region championship, and Andy Heck sent an email to like wish us luck and stuff, and it was it was a huge deal for us. Uh, but the one thing about um, the Chiefs in general that over the last since since Andy uh, has been there that our O-line, our O-linemen usually can play all different types of positions. And before Coach Reed got there, we, you know, we didn't really have guys who were like utility types who could play every position. Uh, sure. Was that something when you got drafted, was that like a conversation right out the gate that you knew that you were going to have to, like, they, they wanted you to prepare for all right guard, right tackle, left tackle, all that stuff. Was that something you were right away, like they told you, like, to be ready for that? Uh, combine, uh, you know, draft and everything, uh, a lot of teams were talking me about you know playing guard and stuff um but when i got drafted uh talking i talked to coach x like he drafted me to play tackle so um you know i knew event i knew personally like during that 
training process. I took Vanguard, like, I did training by myself, kind of just, like, getting get the feel for it. And then also I knew only add value to myself and, um, you know, in terms of helping the team out if I play positions, not just one. Because, um, you know, you know the league is, you know, anybody can get hurt. Mm-hmm. But, uh, all I knew is if I could play multiple positions, I help my team out. So, um, you know, cross getting ready for what, um, you know, when Trey went out was um, that next week, I, I was getting heart right. Um, like focused solely um, because his backup was, and if something went, went down, uh, I would have to go in. So like, it just led to that, uh, re- 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 needed to be able to play multiple. Um, but any coach, I want the coach, I don't want this going out and him hearing me say he's in person. Uh, coach, uh, just told me, it's like, he, they drafted us, uh, me as a, as a tackle. Um, but as, Things have gone along, and uh, just me being facility, I only know it's going to help me and help my team in the long run if I play multiple positions. Yeah, like I said, man, that that, that value of having that is just yeah, you can't you know overstate how important that is, right? And so, uh, look, man, I, I'm I'm excited. I, I can't wait till you get out on the field, man, and show what you can do. Significant time. Uh, because I, I believe, and it's not taking anything away from the other guys. You, I mean, you understand that. But I, I believe, man, you get your shot and the opportunity when you're out there. It's going to be like one of those things like, man, this, you know what? It's going to be hard to take him out of there. It's going to be hard. So, and it's just the, the competition of things. You know, I mean, that's how it works, right? <laughs> so, man, look, brother, I, I appreciate you coming on you know, and giving us some insight and stuff like that. Man, okay. There, there's, there's always a question. Everybody's always asking. I, I'm, I'm going to ask this generic question um, about the barbecue joints and everybody goes to, okay. Cause what I, what I want to start doing now, uh, cause I never had a chance to do it. So obviously when I'm playing, I'm starting to try to come back a little bit more and I want to tailgate. I ain't never tailgated out in Kansas city. You know what I'm saying? No. Yeah. So I want to do the tailgate, but what barbecue joint, do you like right now that people's taking you to? Uh, there was, there's two that I've been out here so far that I, I think was damn good. I can't remember, can't remember the name of the other, um, but I remember one place was like Q8, I think. Oh, that, yeah, Q39. That, Q39, yeah. Sorry, I can't remember. Good spot. It's a good spot. Yeah, you want it? Q39 is a very good spot. Uh, there was another one I went to, but that was during like OTAs, so it was a little bit back, and you know, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't like to go out too much, so I'll be out the house. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Sure, for sure. I think that hey, I feel I feel like the ribs are good, barbecue's good out here. Um, some places though, I mean, hey, I'm gonna be honest with you, it was a little overhyped because uh, they're acting like it was for every place, you know. There's yeah. only there's only. <laughs> They were like, hey, Kansas City's known for barbecue. I'm like, hey, there's only like maybe three. <laughs> right, uh, right. <laughs> I went somewhere else one time. And, oh, man. I was like, ah, people are overhyping this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's why I wanted to do like the tailgating because I'm I'm thinking, you know, what everybody else is putting on their plate, on their grill. 
That's what I want to taste. I want to taste, you know, the guy that doesn't have the the store or the franchise. Sure. The one that's just been in, in the back putting his hands in the coals himself, you know. <laughs> Man, taste some of this. Try this out, right? Oh, that's what I want. Be like there's a couple people on the team that like to uh grill out. Like they really like to, they really like to cook out. So I okay. feel like you definitely will find some people out there interrogating that make really good barbecue because I think Q thirty nine was more of like a uh what is it, competition style barbecue? Like yeah. Joint. yeah. You don't do no competition style, you know. I, I they might they might be able to pull that. I don't know. I ain't I ain't been out to a tailgate, so <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. So yeah, man, it should be a good time. Uh, yeah, I was supposed to come out this past weekend uh, for Kimball Anders and Kimball play together for like a year, uh, but I plan to get out in there in a couple of weeks, man. And so, shoot, man, I had to give you a hit or something like that, have a beer, something like that, maybe all season. I don't know if you're back here in Kentucky any. When you do, you know, you got my number, man. Hit me up, you know, go get us something to eat. I know you said don't go out a little bit, but you know, just a quick little, you know, pop a brewski or something, you know. So, most definitely. All right, my brother. Well, listen, man. Appreciate it so much, uh, Marcus. You have anything else? No, nah, you you got it all. I pre- appreciate you coming on, Darian. Yeah, man. Appreciate it so much, man. And you just give an insight for everybody. Just seeing that, like uh, a, a really a good glim- uh, uh, glimpse into what the Chiefs, who they are, what y'all want to be. You know how the whole organization is setting up just for you. And I know everybody, as far as the fans out here, are really anticipating for you to get out there on the field, man. They really are. So, thank you, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. We hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, JD, you know, pull, pulling out the, the tricks out of his hat, out of the uh, from the pulling his Kentucky roots to uh, get that interview. So that was that was that was a great that was a great interview to get uh, Darren to come on uh, Chief Concerns. Um, and hopefully we can get some more uh, current Chief players at some point here, um, and also some past ones. We were in touch with a certain guy who. Was at the stadium last week. He may be coming on the show uh, in the future. Uh, Kimball Anders, who is in the uh, inducted to the Hall of Fame, so he might be coming on Chief Concerns in the future. So we got some we got some things for you guys coming up here in the next few weeks. Um, but uh, yeah, that was, that was a great conversation with uh, with Darian. Yeah, no, shoot. I, I hope everybody enjoys it as much as we do. You know, like I said, man, you, you can tell he's just a, a good guy. Uh, he, he's he's a warrior out there in the football field. Uh, you know, just a really likable, likable person, and and guys like that, man, you just gotta gotta celebrate, man. You gotta hold up and shoot. And, and if you get a chance to interact with a guy like that, man, you gotta take it for everything that it's worth. Now, and, and then kind of talking about Kimball, you know, getting Kimball out here, it'd be a great thing, man. And, and I played with Kimball, man, one of the nicest guys uh, and, and talented guys that I have ever played with. You know, really, uh, matter of fact. Uh, he was the one that kind of introduced me uh, when he had his Achilles uh, injury. Uh, the very next year, he was he was coming out and he was getting the rehab on his his, his Achilles, and so he introduced me to the uh, Bikram yoga, like the hot yoga. And so I, I'd never done that before. And he, he was like, "Man, JD, man, I'm telling you, like you know, you sweat things out, you get more limber on those things." So he kind of showed me a pathway of like you know, a different way to take care of your body, getting healthy. And I, I, man, I always appreciate Kimball for that. Not only that, but just who he is as a person, uh, what he gives back uh, as, you know, as a coach and as a player and as a teammate, uh, man, it's just outstanding. So, yeah, it'd be great to have him on here, man, to have a conversation with him. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I missed this thing out there, man. Last week, wasn't really filling up like I like I should have, but you know that's that's my guy, no no doubt about it. Uh, real quick, shout out to I wanted to say my mother. It's her birthday today. All right, happy birthday, ma. Happy birthday, Mama Dunn. Uh, beautiful woman, Mama Dunn. That's right, Mama Dunn. You know, so you know. How will she turn? Just let, let the let the audience know how old she's turning. Uh, you know, she always says, you know, a woman should never tell. But my mom's eighty eight years old, so God's blessed her for all that long and blessed us for having her. It's just a strong woman to have eleven kids. Eleven. I'm the youngest out of the eleven, and so, uh, you know, just a warrior. Her and my dad before my dad passed had been together for, oh man, married I think thirty six years. I think I'm trying to think what where, where it was at, but you know, just loving. Incredible parents, incredible family, uh, you know. But my mom is is amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, and, and and you know, meeting your whole family at the, at your wedding, you know, she raised she raised all you guys right. Uh, you guys were fantastic, such a fantastic group. I can only imagine what it was like on Christmas mornings with all you guys together back in the day. <laughs> well, well, thank you. I, I guarantee you, if we was acting up, even at, at any time, she still get on us. She went. She don't care how old we are. She still get on. What y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's funny because you know, and this is just respect. Because me and my brothers, when you know, when we have like a beer or something like that, my mom get around, we all be to hide the beer, like, uh oh, you know, this kind of hide, or we'll we'll push it over to the one of the other brothers, like, hey, like, we are you drinking that? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my mom just, mm, 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 mm. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> um, and actually, I, this, this is interesting, actually. So, yeah, I'm the youngest of five. You're the youngest of eleven. Um. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, this, you know, it's a chief show. But it's also a family show. So I want to ask you something. And this is something I got, I got into a little spat with my brother uh, this week. So I yeah. want your opinion on this because you're 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 an impartial person on this. Uh-huh. OK, <clears throat> so Christmas time uh, and usually around Christmas time, we always discuss what we're going to get our parents uh, for the holidays just so we're never doubling up on anything. Yeah. So my parents, you know, have an island and they have three stools. Um, and they want to get rid of the they want to get rid of the stools they have, and they wanted ones that because the ones they have now kind of rotate. And every time you walk, you walk past them, they will hit the island. And like my my dad gets pissed off because you know the marble. He paid a lot of money to have the marble the island top. He doesn't want anything uh-huh. chipping off it. So he wants just the static ones, ones that don't move. Um. So my brother, like last year, had like you know gone over measurements with them, um, and like of, of what kind of stool they need, the measurements need to be for it. Uh-huh. Nothing happened. They still have the stools. That was like last year. They still have the same stools that they that they had. And so I go over to my parents' house uh, last weekend, and I'm like, I'm like, I was like, are you guys ever gonna get the stools or like what, what's the, what, what's the deal? Uh, and my parents are like, oh no, we, we, we never got them. And I'm like, okay. I was like, I I was like, well, well let me, let's 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 look over which ones you'd want. So we go on online, we go to Bed Bath and Beyond's website. We end up finding the stools uh, that my dad liked, and my mom, you know, get greenlit. And I was like, okay. I was like, I was like a Christmas gift. And they're like, like yeah, great, that's great, done. So I text my brother, the one who looked at it a year ago with my parents. Yeah. Like, hey, I was like, just uh, just went over there, uh, got stools for mom and dad. So uh, so like just. Because I know they haven't gotten any, no one's no one's gotten her a gift yet. So I'm like, hey, like got stools for mom and dad. That that that's what I'm getting. So just don't make sure you don't get stools. My brother loses it. Says I knew that he had done this work on on the stools, and I'm taking the gift that he was his idea, 
And from now on, he's only going to get his parents uh, gift cards because he doesn't want his gifts. I just stole from him and stuff. And he says, I did it. <laughs> but he says, I-, I knew that he had done the legwork on the stools and whatnot. A year ago, no stools have been purchased. I haven't heard of the whole stool thing. How am I supposed to know if that was his idea or not? I just thought maybe you're just helping mom and dad out figure out what kind of stools they want or the yeah. measurements. How am I supposed to know that? So I'm going to ask you, JD, am I, in, am I in the wrong for stealing the, the stool idea? <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, simply things. This is simply stuff that we, you know, we, we go through. Uh, are you wrong? I wouldn't say you're wrong. Cause she's like, hey, it was a need, right? Somebody was supposed to get them. Nobody got them. So let me go ahead and get them. So either he forgot or, you know, that, that, so now it's done. Do you have to worry about this finish? And he's livid. Like you said, he's just, oh, I can't believe it took that. It's like, well, what, what would you expect? Are you waiting for five years? When was it going to happen? Like, how much research do you need to do? You know, like, this is done. You can still get something else, right? You don't have to, you know, uh, relate just to doing gift cards now because you felt somebody stolen your idea. Like, come on, man. Let's, let's not be that petty. We ain't going to do that. Brothers and sisters, like, for real. I don't know, man. It's, you know, it's, 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 siblings do things like that. Siblings do things like that. Oh, I can't believe it's it. I look, and I gotta love. I can tell you stories, man. But I, I love each and every one of my brothers and sisters, man. But I, it, there's been some things that you just like. What are you? What? What are you doing? Like, come on now. That's that's how it is. That's how it is. So I, I look. I'm gonna say you're not wrong because you're the youngest. Okay, you're not wrong. All right. You know the youngest got to stick together, brother. Yes, you know, sir. they always feel like we're spoiled and all these different things. And right. They always get on it because we're the baby of the family. Get every whatever you want. Hey, man, you know, we are suddenly wrong on anything. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're pretty balanced when we do things. Exactly. <laughs> and I knew you'd under- I knew you'd understand that that whole that whole story there. Um, yeah. yeah. But I was like, I, I got to ask. I got to tell J.D. about this. I'm gonna, I want to hear, hear, hear it as possible. <laughs> It's like you have a month, you have a month and a half till Christmas. There's plenty of time to think of an ID. You don't have to resort to, like you said, you don't have to resort to gift cards. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, was he whittling the stools himself? Was he? Is that what he was doing? Like, was he building the stools himself? Right? Like, it's <laughs> and I understand if he already bought them, but he, the, the, no stools been purchased yet. Like nothing. Right. Like, yeah. Like, right. Just. just his, yeah. his his main argument was that I didn't message him before buying the stools to say, "Hey, I'm getting the stools," knowing that I did that he had done the research on it last year. I'm like, "What?" I was like, "No, I was I was with, I was with mom and dad. My dad said he wanted stools. We looked at we looked online. We found the ones he wanted, and that was it. I, I didn't really think much more than that. Then you know, they did right, right. Now, now he he now he may have a point there. I, now I'm, I'm not going to fault him on that because maybe like a courtesy call, like, "Hey, listen, I'm getting mom and dad stools." I know you said you was gonna get some stools. Like, where are you at with everything right now? Right? I'm like, are you in? Are you in the the garage or the workshop? You know, <laughs> pulling away, getting the stools together because I don't want to get stools if you're halfway done with them, right? Yeah. You know, so I get that part. I I do. I get. I understand that. But you also <laughs> took care of it, so he shouldn't feel like you know incensed. Like, oh, you the audacity. Why would you? You know, come on, like yeah. you know, lighten up, right? Find something else to do. It's it's done. It's taken care of. Exactly. Okay? 
and my dad wants to have those stools out as soon as they come in. So like he he said it's like not, it's not even a, it's a Christmas gift now, but I want it now. Like that's why we did it now. And like so yeah. my, my my brother's upset by that, but whatever. Um, okay, so so, <laughs> so with uh, with talking about Christmas gifts and all this stuff, uh, we're as we promised last week, we're doing another giveaway of our G- GLD shop necklaces. Um, our guy Clarence won it last week, so this year we did our uh, this week we did another shuffle with it. And this week's second GLD giveaway winner is Demetria McGarity. Demetria has been with us for a little bit. She's been a, a big fa- fan of the Chief Concern Show. I believe all the way from Texas. Yeah. Her Chiefs picks from listening to us all the way from Texas. So, Demetria, we hope you enjoy the uh, the necklace, and we'll be reaching out to you back in your address. So, congratulations, Demetria. Congratulations, Demetria. Show that bling off. Take a picture of the bling, put it out there. Looks good. Looks good. So it's a, it's a wonderful present. You know, this is, you know, something that people can get, like you said, for Christmas, right? Christmas coming around the corner. This is a beautiful, you know, piece that you can uh, give to someone. No doubt about it. If you want to do a, you know, stocking stuffer or whatever, or just, you know, put it under the tree with a big old bow and you know, do that. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh and with that with the GLD shop while uh, working with us for the holiday season, you can go on the GLD shop website and use promo code Chief Concerns, one word, uh for thirty-three percent off any purchase. Um so yeah. So we hope you guys enjoy the uh Demetri, we hope you enjoy the uh the necklace and uh Clarence as well. Um so yeah. The giving season, man, I I love this time of the year. I love the fall, but I also love like once we get into like, you know, the giving season, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, giving back to, you know, the community and and then also giving back to our parents, like, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wonderful things. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you got you guys got a little taste of the interview with um our guy Darian. Uh now we're going to kind of talk about a little bit some of the things that we we saw on Sunday, um, things that I guess the aftermath, like with the uh, the hot takes, the reactions, the overreaction Monday type stuff. Um, so this is one thing we kind of mentioned it with Darian, the amount of dropbacks that uh, that Pat had on uh, Sunday. Um, second all time uh, as far as uh, passing attempts in a game. First all time was uh, Drew Bledsoe with seventy back in like ninety four, I believe. Which is kind of crazy. Ninety four throwing seventy times is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, they they must be getting shellacked. I think they, they, the, the only time to throw seventy times back in the early mid nineties, you're probably getting shellacked. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh get yeah, it. no, no doubt about it. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, so my my question is that the big thing that I've seen a lot of different uh, talking heads say is that we're putting too much on Pat's shoulders. Um, and my counter to that is he's a half billion dollar man, so like nothing's too much for this guy. You know, like. Sometimes, you know, Kobe, LeBron, Iverson, Jordan, all the best had to put the team on their back at some point and will them to victory. And that's what Pat did this week. Um, so my question is to you, JD, do you think we are putting too much on Pat? Uh, you know what? I, actually, I do. I actually do. I, 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 I really do. And for the simple fact, not saying that he can't do it. All right. I'm not saying that he doesn't have the ability and he can't do it. Um, I don't want us going into where all of a sudden we are putting everything on his shoulders because he is a half billion dollar guy and he is where the chiefs go through. And so the more he runs, like I said, the more he gets hit, the more that you are, you are hurting that our investment, that that our our Superman, you're hurting this guy. And so I just, I don't want to put that, that much emphasis, especially when you got guys around you that have the ability uh, to take, some of that weight off his shoulders. And so, you know, we know he could get the ball out 
you know, 70 times, 60 times. He could throw it, you know, he he that's not he has the ability to do it. If what intent what comes with that is like to say the pass rush. It comes with the run and it comes with the slide and it comes with the hits. You know, everybody's not going they're not going to play clean. You know, there's going to be guys that are dirty. The guys are going to hit him. They're going to hit him after the, the whistle. And that's what I don't like. I don't like at least, you know, being in a position for something like that to happen. That's the only reason. And so uh, does does he care? I know he doesn't care. He would do it. I know he'll put it on his back. And when guys aren't making plays, he's going to make a play. And it's good for him to go out and make plays. I'm just saying, like, you know what? I'm sure other guys like, look, you know what? Pat shouldn't have to have everything on his shoulders. It shouldn't have to come to that. And so, hey, give me the football. Hand the ball off to me, you know, or somebody like, look, I'll get open. Pat, throw the ball to me. And so guys may have to check themselves like, look, man, we, we need help out a little bit more than what we're doing. And I'm saying guys are slacking. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, but you just want to make sure, you know, we're not in that position where he is throwing the ball 60-something times or running the ball 10 or 15 times for the first down. Uh, I, I don't want 15 doing that. I want him to be here as long as possible, and I hate to see something happen like, you know, what happened to Josh Allen. Like, it, I mean, so many things in football to happen was different from the NBA. You know, NBA is a different sport. It's not as physical as football. And so, yeah, LeBron could go put it on 35 for the night. Well, he's just shooting jumpers, right? He's going in in the paint. He'll make a business decision. Maybe he shouldn't go in the paint that much, and he won't. So he'll pull up for, you know, 15-foot of mid-range. So that's that's why it's, it's it's different from the NBA when you're talking about guys like that as opposed to like NFL, because uh, you start thinking about quarterbacks that put things on a on the their shoulders like Cam Newton, right? Cam start you start wearing a guy like that out, you know you don't want like a guy Mike Vick to start getting hits, yeah. and so when you start seeing things like that, you want guys that are your value uh, getting hit. I think that's why when people were talking about Lamar Jackson, you know him, hey look, you know what? He's going to put it on himself. He's going to bet on himself. Yeah, that's cool, but there's no guarantee that he's not going to get hurt. So that's why he should go get the money first before anything else, right? It's just a business decision. It's a better business decision than that. Uh, and that's what I, that's how I look at it. So do I think that we utilize any too much? I just don't want us to do that. I don't think we need to do that, especially with the core group of guys we got around him. Mm-hmm. Long answer, but there it is. Oh, that's a, that's a beautiful answer. I mean, and also it ties into other things we've talked about, the running game. You have a running game, you don't throw 68 times a game. Um, right. And then it also takes all the pressure off the tackles, which we talked about in that in that interview with uh, with Kennard, yes. that they're not having to drop at that, you know, going to blocking, um, pass blocking, uh, pass protection 68 times a game. Because, I mean, chances are you drop back 68 times, there's going to be a lot, a lot of sacks, which, you know, I mean, that's going to happen when you drop back 70 times. It's going to be a lot of sacks. There's going to be a lot of guys pushing on each other's legs, just following each other's legs all the time, man. It just when you get into that, you know, when especially the integrity of a pocket and it collapses, man, there's a lot of things that can happen in that. It just it just can. And so, like you said, you're putting those tackles on on the island that many times. Shoot, guys, it's just it's not necessarily reasonable to think that a guy's going to be perfect playing tackle, you know, when he has to pass block 70 sometimes a game, this is, I'm sorry. This is not, you know, I've known playing that it's a hard business. It's a hard, like, you know, when, uh, uh, Kennard was talking about, man, this statistically, 
It's not in our favor. These guys are going forward. We are going backwards. We got to be perfect on every little thing to try to do. Not saying the guys are not, you know, worried about that, but it does come into play. You got to understand, you know, what what you what you're doing. Mm. So, yeah, and hopefully the uh, hopefully the running game gets figured out at some point. But that's that that that's that's something we we beat we beat to uh, to a pulp with that. <laughs> I know it, but we keep saying it until it changes. I I, I mean. And I don't think they'll, they'll incorporate a little bit more. I think they know that they have to incorporate a little bit more. I'm sure they're talking about it, that they have to do it. Uh, so I think maybe in the next few weeks, this matter of fact, this week against Jacksonville will be a great game to try to establish the run, right? Mm-hmm. Try to get back into a little bit more of that, you know, incorporating some of the run plays, you know, coming downhill and coming off the football uh, against this defense. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who comes out as the the maybe not the guy who gets the most snaps because like I mean maybe this played into it, the fact that we dropped back sixty eight times the fact that McKinnon was the the number one guy by by a large margin between Pacheco McKinnon and uh, Ch who got the most snaps um, it was McKinnon Pacheco then Ch maybe I don't know maybe Ch gets the gets the the, the chance at the uh, being the, the main guy again I, I don't I don't know they had to figure something out. Yeah, well, McKinnon's in there because he's he's a better pass blocker out of everybody. So yeah. uh, that's the reason he got more of the majority of the snaps. Uh, you know, Pacheco, when he started out, you know, it looks good. You know, and some of the things that he was doing, CEH should I come in. You know, and I know it's hard to get into, like, that rhythm when you're not doing it all the time. You're not that guy all the time. And I, I think it's where it's different. So guys got to almost like, look, I know I, I'm only going to have, like, 10 snaps at this. And so when I, I got to make the most out of my 10 snaps. Not that I'm overthinking it, but I I just gotta I, I gotta make sure that I'm running hard, I'm getting yards, I'm not stopping, you know, because I'm not getting 20 carries a game. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm getting eight, let's make it the best eight I could possibly do. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we're and we're seeing that across the league. It's like because I, I see some people that comment on our running game the fact that, like, oh man, well, who no one's gonna get a rhythm because each guy each guy's getting three carries and like yeah, three carries, you know, whatever. But like, that you need to get someone, to, uh, you know, fifteen to twenty carries. Like, yeah, that's great and all, but like, that's not where the league is anymore. I mean, there's like, I think only one team I see really does that uh, right now. It's a rookie, that Damian Pierce. I mean, he's the only yeah. back I think. Well, and Henry too. So Henry and Damian Pierce, the only ones I'm seeing who are getting like twenty plus carries this this year. Um, right, right. Taylor was last year, but Taylor's Taylor's been hurt a lot this year. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's it's moving away, like kind of what you and Darian said. It's just totally different from what it used to be. We have to kind of get that like out of our heads because that that bell cow running back is pretty much done. That's not happening. Yeah, I think it's got to be a balance, right? You look at you know like Josh Jacobs is getting that. He's getting some some carries. You yep. know, uh, Eckler's getting some carries. You know, of course, up in Green Bay, you had you know Aaron Jones and Dylan is getting some carries. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you see certain teams that it's saying, okay, look, we can't abandon this all the way. You know, even if we have a good pass catching back, then we're going to do that too. And so, shoot, Cleveland, right? I mean, you know, they yeah. really have no choice, but they got to, you know, Chubb is killing it out there. Yeah. You know, when Green comes in, it's just a good, uh, you know, good combination of guys. Yeah. So there's still some guys that run in the league. It's just, you know, just where our offense is. It's just kind of, but it's like, we don't want to be too much of, of one thing, right? Like, you just don't want to be too much of one thing. It's what, like, Tennessee is too much of one thing. Like, Derek Henry, you stop them. Now you put it on Malik Willis or Tannehill to beat you in the passing game. If they don't have the receivers, then okay, then that's that's a whole different thing. But yeah, 
It's, it's funny, actually, you mentioned that, that 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 game Sunday night epitomizes two different types of offenses. One is the total opposite end with the, the running uh, style. And then you have the total opposite end passing style. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that 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 was just so different. Right. Right. Um, all right. So one of the other things that came out of Sunday um, was Kadarius Tony. You know, he played. Everyone was surprised he started out in that game. Um, and, he, and he did and got a catch right away. Well, the big thing that I've seen, and I wanted to ask you this, what your opinion is on this, because you've been in NFL locker rooms, you, you've seen the new guys come in, you've seen the new guys try to be implemented right away uh, when they when it comes to a new offense. But the big thing I'm seeing is people are starting to question Sky Moore's development. So Kadarius comes in, he gets the first catch, he had to get two catches on the game, um, whereas Sky Moore in all the games he's played this year only has six catches for the year. Do you see that Tony? Do you think Tony's usage, usage kind of tells us a little bit about Sky Moore's development? I mean, uh, not necessarily. Uh, I think what Tony brings to the table uh, is a is a very distinct skill set, and so you get a guy you you trade for him, you want to utilize him. Because he has that ability. He has the skill set to do these things. And so Scott Moore, look, he's going to be here. We drafted him. He's going to be here. So it's like, hey, look, let him still learn. He's still developing, right? It may take him longer, but he may be there. But we know with this this offense, one guy might get six catches and another guy might get two. He might not get a carry. Then all of a sudden he gets eight. And so we we knew that this is what this offense is going to look like this year. So I don't I don't really look at it too, you know, as anything else other than saying like uh Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore is two different type of players. That's that's how I look at it. And so if we want to utilize Kadarius Tony's, you know, his ability, then we're gonna do that. So that's why we brought him here. So uh I think McCole's a little banged up. I heard he had a little something with his abdomen. I don't I don't know. So if if this is something like it's ideal that you got a guy who's been in the league for a couple of years, right? Who's learning, who's got this skill set, come help out. Interesting. So you, you don't see those two like you, you see their their skill sets being completely different. Like like next year, ideally, you have them both in the field at the same time. Yeah, no doubt, absolutely. I, I don't think they're the same guy at all. Yeah, I think I think Sky Moore is one of those guys who. He's more crisp in his routes. He he does a, a good job. I think he's is good. He's got good hands, and he's just gonna get better, you know. So I think Kadarius Tony already has that year up underneath his belt, right? First round pick. Shoot, just utilize his skill set. Tony has a year up on that experience on doing those things. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and it's some it's some of the counter arguments to that because I mean I've seen a lot of people were saying, oh, well, Tony, you know, we brought him in for specific packages just to showcase him a little bit the new the new toy that we got. Um, but you know, Sky Moore's been in the system all season, but he's only managed to get you six catches, whereas Tony comes in right away and it's almost like, uh, you know, cut what Sky Moore did in half already in, in one in one game's play. But you know, it's just people just people looking for things to hate on. I think. Yeah, man, shoot, it's it, with this offense, man. Anybody can come and eat. <laughs> yeah, 100%. for real. Yeah, um, and then uh, we, we I don't think we really mentioned this in the post game show. No Gray's catch at the uh, uh, when uh, oh, yeah. I rolled that. Phenomenal, man. Yes, sir. I see you eight three. Go good. Go get it. <laughs> Go get it. Him and Chad both had pretty good catches. Track caught one behind him, mm-hmm. snatched it right out of the air, man. It's how you pluck it, pluck it, pluck it, pluck that ball out of the air. So yeah, tight end showing out coming in. Yeah. 
Um, actually, on that play too, because uh, you know we talked about the seventy passing attempts and how that could, you know, Pat could get, you know, we're, we're putting him in harm's way a little bit. Um, on that play that he threw to No Gray, you look at it, um, Simmons, he dives right for uh, Mahomes' knees. Luckily, Mahomes oh, has that little hop step thing where he kind of he like gets out of the way when he throws the ball. He goes moves left, but Simmons was going right, you know, Carson Palmer esque type uh, uh, knee injury could could have been if you know if uh, Mahomes stayed in that spot. Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. You just you just gotta watch it. You gotta protect him too. You know, sometimes you had to protect him from his own self. Like, hey, man, look, okay, get out of bounds. You don't need for you run. If you see anything, you know, go ahead and throw it out of whatever you need to do. Mm. Uh, but that's why I'm saying, like, when you know, the more that you're, you're putting in his hands to do these things, uh, the more he's susceptible to injuries and things like. That. I just, uh, I just don't want to do that. Mm. That's me personally. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I think most everybody is with you. Um, I mean, some people who aren't Chiefs fans who are uh, fantasy uh, fans of Mahomes, I'm sure they disagree with you because they they like Mahomes dropping back 70 times a game to get them more more points in fantasy. <laughs> Dude, hey, look, I got Mahomes on my fantasy. I like for him to get the points, but hey, man, he could get them <laughs> with 40 throws. 100. <laughs> percent And with, with you know, without putting him in harm's way, you get him for the rest of the season. Hopefully, ride you to the fantasy championship instead of you know throwing 70 times and getting hurt. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Better to have him than not have him at all. Right. Um, yeah. Um. Okay. So, real quick. Uh. So Sunday we're we're going against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's coming to town. Uh, Doug EP, our old offense coordinator, your old teammate in Philly, mm-hmm. yeah. um, the head coach over there in Jacksonville, of course. Um, so Jacksonville, you know, they got some exciting, they're a young team, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Travis Etienne, who's come, who's come on as of late since they got rid of James Robinson, um, Christian Kirk, who they overpaid for in the offseason. A lot of people said he's, he's paying, he's playing amazing this year. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see when they have Calvin Ridley next year with the Calvin Ridley and, um, and Kirk. They're, they're gonna be a fun team to watch. Um, but yeah. Their main thing has been they're pretty much their defense as far as the season. Um, I think I, they pretty much rank about halfway in all categories. But uh, top ten in points allowed, they only aver- like their teams are only averaging eighteen points a game against them so far this year. So you know they're playing they're playing good ball. Um, obviously they're a young team still, so they can't close out games. I think I've seen a couple games where they've lost the, at the uh, the end. Um, I guess the Denver game in London was a, was was a big one. They had they had that game the whole time. Um, my question is, what, what are things you're looking for um, against Jacksonville in a, in, a, in a young defense like this? Uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's you know, you got to stop that at runner at the end, man. He suckers been he's, he's been toting the rock. So mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about that, that we've been giving up some some yardage uh, running the football. So we we definitely got to stop him. Uh, Christian Kirk is a great receiver. Uh, Zay Jones is a good receiver, also. Yeah. Uh, so. It's, it's going to be a nice little challenge. Doug's going to throw some things out here. He's a he's a uh, uh, you know a product of of Andy and that coaching tree. So they're being very familiar. They're going to know as far as like what they're running, what it looks like. Uh, I think, man, with our young guys, it's, it's going to be a good challenge for them. Some good receivers they're going up against. And I think the more so the, the the point is you stop their running game, and then you try to get those guys keep them in front of you. Don't let them get deep on you. Uh, and you know you should be able to beat them. Should be able to beat them. I think. Sure, I don't know what the what the weather's going to be out there in Kansas City, but man, going from from Florida where they go, sure they got the hurricane down in now, so they're going to be happy. But yeah, still they might have a little chill. You know, I don't know. I mean, you know, might be a little breezy out there for them. So hopefully, that's <laughs> that'll lay on them some. And that's and that's a one o'clock start too, so that's going to be uh, 
Let me, I'm going to see real quickly what the uh, weather is. Sunday. Wow. 42 degrees on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Winter is here. <laughs> get on them. Get on them, Breeze. Get on them. You know, they'll so. be coming out in the uh, in their uh, long sleeves of thermal wear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to love when we play San Diego like that. You see guys all the long sleeves. <laughs> yeah, man. All that softness. We got them. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm sure I'm sure there were some guys on, on the team that you know, like um like the like the Jared Page types, a guy who was from LA who had came out to Kansas City, was not ready for that in that winter. Yeah, no, no. But they adapted. You know, they had they had no choice. They had to adapt. So they 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 kind of got into it. But when you got a team that had to, that that's in a very warm climate and then had to come out to a cold, that's a whole different that's a whole different trip <laughs> all in itself. Yeah. I saw I saw a funny thing because you know Buffalo's uh that they're getting a new stadium in the next coming years. Um yeah. I guess one of the pictures that they saw because you know it's it's not it, it, they're still developing it, so it was like one of those like pictures. Um and someone was like someone on Twitter was like, is that is that, is that, a, is that a retractable roof? Someone's like, uh someone's like, Yeah, I believe so. They're like, hell no, it's Buffalo. We're, we're, we're gonna keep we're, we're gonna use that element forever. It's never we're not gonna have a retractable roof. <laughs> well, you don't have to play in it, buddy. You still have a retractable roof and keep some of the code in there if you wanted to, but Oof. Yeah, man. Yeah, so I have places like Buffalo, Kansas City, New England. Those are places that have to keep that, like you know, that element because that's that's one thing we we have. You know, you, you got the you got the winner. They got the, the chills of the winner. Whereas like teams like Jacksonville, they got to come up there in the playoffs. You're gonna mean like that's the, that's that's a new world for them. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. So a uh, final topic: Chiefs hosting Jacksonville, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, start time. And I think. I think it's our second one o'clock game in the season. I think it's the first one o'clock game we've had in Kansas City this year. First, I want to say so. Arizona was four o'clock away. Uh, second game was San the Thursday night game since San Diego. Third was the one o'clock game in Indianapolis. Okay. Um, we had Buffalo. That was four twenty-five. Uh, the, we've had a lot of primetime games. Um, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. It's yeah. point of the season, man. That's nuts. Um, but anyway, so one o'clock uh, start time, uh, Eastern Standard Time. Jags coming off a big, a big time comeback win against the Raiders, and the Raiders are just they're in a, uh, that's that that's a disaster over there. Um, but uh, three and six in the season so far. Uh, Chiefs opened up um, as a ten point favorite. It's now a nine. We're a nine and a half point favorite right now as it stands. Who do you have on Sunday, and what uh, what's the overwhelming reason for that? Uh, let me see. Huh. Huh, huh. Oh, I hadn't really thought about as far as what they were going to get point wise, but I'm, I'm going to give them. I think the Chiefs hold them. I'm, I'm going to go on the low end with this. I'm going to go 13 to 28. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, garbage time touchdown for Jacksonville. What, how, how do you have that thirteen happening for them? So what we got a touchdown, then we got a field goal, then another field goal. So I don't think they'll they'll have one touchdown and two field goals. That's why I'm looking at thirteen. Um, you know, twenty eight. You know, we'll score four touchdowns. Uh, may not wow them, but you know, we'll 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 win. You know, pretty handily. Mm-hmm. So. And cover the spread. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I like it. Um, I think 
well, last week, I, I, most most people had the, the Chiefs winning by you. I think you had us winning by 17 last week. I think most people had us uh, killing that game, and then the, obviously the overtime win. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think we're due for for a big one. But as you said, this is a disciple of Andy Reid, so he may know some of Andy's tricks up his sleeve. Um, so I'm sure, I'm sure there's there's a lot of you know just you know deception or trying to do things and you know throw you off here and there. Yeah. It'll, it'll be a fun one nonetheless uh, for uh, for Doug and Andy and uh, for us as viewers to watch. But that does it for us. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode, the Darren Kennard interview, and then JD and I, you know, going over the uh, what's to come this weekend. So we hope to see you guys after the show or after the game on uh, Sunday for our post game show with our guy Lance. So we'll see you guys Sunday. Here we go. Hi everybody! Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 